Whoever agrees with the client on what to do and uh, for how much and for how long should be an expert. Hello and welcome to Pimp My API, a podcast where you will hear two developers take on API development, remote work and everything in between. Come stay with us and experience our way of looking at the back-end world. After two decades spent developing APIs, hopefully we can give you useful takeaways in every episode. If you feel strongly about anything we said, please reach out to us on pimpmyapi.com. My name is Zoltan and as always I have my co-host Roland with me, so let's get started. In our second episode, we we briefly mentioned, or not even briefly, but mentioned that uh, most of the world is going freelance now. And uh, we are freelancers for a couple of decades. And uh, we thought we would talk about the the problems surrounding freelancing and and then on the other side, as there, there are two sides of this. You can either join an agency which is, you know, the, the people who bring in work from every direction, whatever that work is, and uh, then they will have a bunch of developers implementing it. And then the other side of the coin is being a sole trader, like the lone wolf freelancer who will just work for themselves or probably family business or whatever. So we we are here today to talk briefly, or hopefully not so briefly, about this. And uh, yeah, as we've we've done both, something in between the two, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's that's that should be the conclusion. There should be something in between, which is good good for both worlds. And this is this is what we are trying to find nowadays. This is what we we are trying to work towards as uh, Roland started up a little group of different technologists and creatives, let's say. This creative group which tries to aim toward this middle ground, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's just take some a few steps back. Um first of all Everyone is different. So um, there are different types of people. I just had a chat today with a guy who works for an agency. And uh, he said that he likes um, certain things that, for example, I don't like. And this is not, not about agencies. It's about like personality types. So... Um, what we are talking about is maybe it's good for someone, maybe someone else uh, disagree with these things. Um, I was always kind of like a freelancer. I started my own company after high school and uh, actually after college. Um, And um, so I used to that. Someone who actually got used to being uh, an employee all the time, they might have different uh, pros and cons. Um, 
But what, what we're trying to talk about is um, you have basically two models. You can be a freelancer when you're on your own. You have to sell yourself all the time. You uh, have to find work for yourselves. Uh, but uh, you have the freedom of um, choosing clients, choosing how, when, uh, and who to work with. Uh, on the other hand, if you uh, join, for example, an agency or, or like a company, um, you have your boss or you have your team, you have someone who's taking care of you. So you don't have to, you know, sell yourself all the time. You just like, you know, if you, if you succeeded with an interview and you got hired, uh, that's done. You have a, a constant income stream of work and money. Uh, so that's, that's the key difference between being a freelancer and being uh, an employee. And um, some people uh, enjoy uh, being an employee because uh, the, the good thing is that, you know, you don't have to stress about work. If you are a freelancer, on the other hand, uh, you have to always, you know, out there and find new work. And sometimes it's very stressful. Um, you can basically burn out from this. As well as you can bur burn out from being an employee when you just like, you know, you just do all, you do, you do the same all day. So, um, but there are companies uh, when, where uh, you are an employee, but you feel like uh, you have freedom of choice of work and stuff. So it, it also depends on the company um, values. Some companies and some agencies, uh, you know, think the traditional way and uh, don't let their employees to make big decisions and, and um, they just keep them, keep them in, in a small box. But more and more companies, uh, you know, opening up uh, for their employees and, and uh, engaging them, adding them to the conversation. So it's, it's a broad landscape and, and there's no like black and white with even freelancing and, and working for a company or an agency. What we saw sometimes if you like, if you're running or, or working for an agency is that uh, because it is a group of people uh, and uh, it works differently than like um, when you're a freelancer. So from, from a freelancer point of view, agencies are sometimes, you know, um, doing not effectively, um, doing the work not effectively, or they could do better because how they work. So um, I think, Zoltan, you have some experience with, with uh, agencies. Um, yeah. Then, um, <laughs> so tell me about it. Yeah, I mean... The, the agency I used to work with, it, it wasn't, uh, wasn't too long the time I, I stayed there because uh, in the first three months I basically realized that uh, the things that they are doing, back then I thought in a weird way, now I think it's just how agencies work. 
um, but back then I thought this is this is really weird. I realized in like three months that it's it's not going to change, even even after me having recommendations and even offering my time to fix those problems which they have or had probably still have as they are still in business but uh, what I usually heard is that uh, in every project the client was at some point angry at the agency and I think I and managed do you think that's true for all the agencies uh, I'm not sure as I haven't worked with all the agencies but I've seen some and uh Obviously, I didn't see the inside of them, but uh, I have seen from the outside how they work. And if my assumption or my idea is true about what causes this problem, then yes, it is. Because uh, I don't think so. So I, I think there are agencies who uh, works who can who can figure out how to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem? The problem is that. They they have two or maybe three types of uh, of stuff. The first is the project manager. The second is the developer, and the third is the support, customer support or technical support. Right in diff- on different levels and like there's a hierarchy in the company and all that so you you have the classic pyramid of the CTO the blah the senior developer the not so senior developer blah 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 whatsoever but usually these are the three types of people they have and the project manager goes out to the client sorry and how about architects no <laughs> no <laughs> that's the problem what <laughs> like what the project manager and the developer should be in, in in their view should be the mishmash and do the architect's job that's that's what's happening i guess and the project manager tries to act as an it consultant first or or a solutions consultant when when they visit the client they will try to like come up with the specifications then they they bring back the specifications to the developers to like come up with some timelines or or management strategies for the project and then the developer will architect the solution it's in air quotes by the way architect the solution and uh it just doesn't work like that i mean they they are trying to mix four different roles into two types of person and i guess that's not the way i mean you you couldn't reasonably expect a project manager who whose primary function would be to keep the project going and the the involved parties working together properly right to be able to understand what the client wants this is okay, just so here's the thing. Uh, I think the key is whoever agrees with the client on what to do and uh, for how much and for how long should be an expert. That person should be the 
higher um, educated one or the best developer or or architect or whatever in the company because i think that's that's how uh, projects go off track yeah. uh when when you know when the expert see the problem it's already sold a certain way or yeah. on a certain budget or something so the agreement has been already made and that's when like just just think about like a car repair shop when someone who's picking up phones actually giving advices to the client and saying that oh, i didn't see your car but i think it should be fixed uh, for i don't know one hundred dollars yeah you should and, replace uh, the oil filter <laughs> oh but then, okay it doesn't start up anyway but you should still replace the oil filter just to <laughs> like make sure yeah. it's not the or oil whatever filter, right yeah and i think that's what what happens sometimes so unqualified people are making quotes and do, making agreements with clients and if you can avoid this you can make make a huge success and you can make your clients happy and if you're not avoiding this or if you you're working this way uh you you keep your either like you will keep both your your people your developers unhappy and your clients being angry so i think that's that's the key involve uh professionals at the very beginning of the conversation or at least like not not in a not in a cold call yeah but, obviously uh but you know, I think the best sales person is someone who understands the client needs and who understands the technology that needs to be sold. That's the best salesperson, and that's not a general salesperson. So if you're running an agency, don't just hire someone who can talk loud and, and do sales for whatever. Uh, hire someone who understands technology and understand. Like, for example, if you're building a digital agency um, and marketing agency, you know, hire someone who can, who understand marketing and digital strategies and UX and stuff like that. Because that's how you can sell and that's how you can uh, build trust in uh, with your clients. Because uh, if your clients see that, oh, this guy is very good and understand what I need and just don't try to sell sell me ponies and rainbows. Um, that's, that's uh, from my point of view, that's a good uh, uh, way for success. Is, is that what they, they call smoke and mirrors in Australia? Ponies and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we call it smoke and mirrors. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, that's that's absolutely true. And uh, usually, the the agency uh, doesn't send their most qualified people out to these meetings because they think internally that it's it's quite costly. So the the cost is the first and foremost deterrent of them doing so. And for that, that, that that's there's a really easy solution. I think, which is charge for the meeting. Like, call it a discovery <laughs> workshop and charge for the meeting. And that's it. And then you will have 
better specifications, you will better understand your client and also you will also understand um, if you want that client or not, as that's the other trouble, I think, that these agencies want all the clients. Like, whatever they want, we will build it for them. No, that's you shouldn't. not true. Well, That's for your true. agency, it's not true. <laughs> for the agency, so I'm, I'm talking my, I'm talking about my experience or from my experience, um, which was this: like uh, the, all the agencies I have seen just wanted all the work, like whatever the work is, we want the work. Uh, obviously, above a thir certain threshold, which is like not like, uh, oh, I just need this one-page HTML site. No. That's that's not our level, but from the agency level projects, however stupid it was, they just took it, and um, you know they they didn't understand the client needs because they didn't send the people who could understand it. Results in all the project team being under pressure because all the feature creep, which seem, seems like feature creep comes in at a way too late stage when when they have built something that the project manager squeezed out from the client, right? They've built it and the client sees it and they're, they're usually like, what? <laughs> like, what is this? This is not even close. And when this moment happens, that's usually like one week before the deadline or <laughs> even on the deadline day. And then the client comes back with like 35,000 change requests and wants them in three and a half hours, obviously, as they had a deadline set, right? So all, all the project members will be under constant mm -hmm. pressure and they, they might still not know what to do. So the solution, which we are i think we're both proposing now can be very good that uh, the first at the first reasonable point as you helpfully pointed out not on the cold call obviously but at when when the clients the the potential leads or clients are now filtered you should involve a consultant from your team as early as possible like really as early yeah. as possible and they can still say that no we don't want this client or yes we do want this client but be aware that the work will be like three and a half times as much than you would think now and uh yeah, yeah that's that's a very good starting point and and what's next mm -hmm. what's next after the so this this was the discovery phase um, what's next? What, what, what would be your next step which helps the team deliver effectively and grow at the same time? Um, setting up a good framework, I think, for the project, whatever it is. So um, by project framework, I mean um, like whatever, waterfall, agile, scrum, Kanban, whatever it is, but you should have a uh, stable communication and project running uh, framework, method, a language, whatever, that you both agree with your client and both understand and speak the same language in terms of uh, project management. Uh, it's up to 
you know, the client and up to you and up to the project, project size, whatever. Uh, but I, I think a good communication and a properly set uh, framework that is has been properly set up is um, is a good key for success. Do you agree? Yeah, and uh, I agree in two fronts. One one of the fronts <laughs> is yes, you should set it up and then somehow, again, air quotes, enforce it as. When, when it's set up and no one's using it, it's useless, I guess. And the other thing is you shouldn't really force any client or any agency into the buzzwords. By buzzwords, I mean Scrum, Agile, Extreme Programming, whatever. It's good, I think. Uh, I love uh, an Agile project or... Actually, I just work on agile projects, nothing else. <laughs> but it's not a good idea to force it to be one. So if if the client cannot think in agile terms from the get-go, then you should just forget about it and use some other management technique or framework or methodology to run the project as if they don't so or or you have two choices actually you have two choices you can spend the time educating them about agile and all your ideas around it right if it yeah, works you can for organize you, a scrum workshop and char- charge for that <laughs> yeah i mean you can charge for that but it's harder so in, at this point so when yeah. when you charge for the discovery phase that's realistic right as you tell the client that, okay, I'm charging this money because I want your product to be perfect, okay? So they they will be happy to pay you. But when you're saying that, oh, I'm always using this management technique on, on my projects and I want you to learn it, so that's why you should pay me, that's mm. weird, I think. Yeah. So that's of that's course. a bit that's that's why I'm saying that uh, you can invest mm. your own time into uh, educating the client. That's that's a fantastic choice by the way. So if you if you have that much free time, congratulations and feel free to use it for that as your project will run lovely because the client will be really appreciative of your investment in them. As you're not investing it in this project only, as for the next ones, they will obviously know. They will have the know-how. They won't lose their knowledge about the Agile project management technique. So you are investing in them. So if you want a good client relationship and you have that much free time, do it. It will be fantastic. I can tell you, I've tried that Mm -hmm. once. It will be fantastic. Um... But uh, usually you don't have that much free time. So you can decide to what level you want this inv- you, you want to make this investment. And if you don't want to make this investment, just don't stick with your idea. Just let the client roll with their approach. As mm. believe it or not, they have managed projects in the past. And or when, not, maybe. <laughs> Who well, knows? If, if not, then then <laughs> it's a good. That's another thing you should you should. Yeah. Th- that's part of the thing that you should understand your client. You should understand their 
company background, their culture, if it's a government client or or a small business, maybe this is a startup, um, maybe this is a small business that just started up uh, with their first, I don't know, online store. Um, so you should understand these and you should find uh, communication methods and project management techniques that works both for your team and uh, your clients. Yeah, so just don't stick with um, your going, going previous the, ones. So we, we went a bit sidetrack, I think, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> yeah. As, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was trying to say the same thing that we were derailed by this project management agile yeah. thing and yeah back to the discovery phase i suppose so that that was the that was the second yeah, step i think back the to process. the difference between uh no i think i'd like to go back to the difference between agencies and and freelancers and what i can um see sometimes that freelancers are more creative than uh, people working for a company as an employee. And that's a, a, that's a difference between personality types. So that's b- back to the, the original personality, personality type thing. Uh, I think the, the cre- really creative people are just hard to work um, in an office environment or nine to five or something. So I know a lot of people who are very creative and they just can't be an employee. They just can't. And that's, um, that's why they became a freelancer. And, and this also means that maybe, it's just a maybe, it's, maybe it's not true, but maybe you can find uh, more creative people out there in the freelancer world than in the agency world. When and we want to have just like timesheets and and uh, just like regular jobs, whatever, um, comparing to uh, freelancers. And uh, I think that's maybe that's why uh, some people, mm, you know, love to work with freelancers because they have uh, a different mindset. Would you agree? Um. Yeah, again, I will agree on two fronts. The agency <laughs> wants to wants to box every task. So they want to categorize it and they want somehow some somehow they they want all the like future tasks or projects to be exactly like the past ones. And and they just try to box it up so this this is where where they say that if the only tool you have is a hammer everything is a nail right um they they behave like this a bit and they are using the same tools they are using the same frameworks they are using the same everything for every project and when you god forbid come out and recommend something else even try to save the project a bit like even even if the specs were not properly gathered and not properly collated you try to save the project by recommending oh and what if we would use this thing which like has half of the project implemented in it already and we just need to do some lego and yeah plug it in here and put it there and then it's good to go then they will say no because that's not 
whatever sidecore or it's not Drupal or it's not This is BHP. not how we used to do things. Yeah, this <laughs> is not how we do things here. And you're new and you shouldn't know it better. Now, this is a problem, I think. So this this is where I agree with you yeah. that they just don't let you be despite you are kind of a freelancer right when you work with an agency they just don't let your creativity out into the mm-hmm. world they they will stop it halfway so you you need to be creative in this box yeah uh, and right? i know the root of this problem they always say think outside of the box <laughs> but Yeah, they they always say it, but then okay, um, it's it's better if you stay in the box, actually, right? It's it's just better because it worked in the past; it will work in the future. That's when the website says uh, we think out of the box, and then uh, in in the in the box, actually, people just think within the box. And I I I think I know the the root cause of this problem. Mm-hmm. The root cause of the, this problem is. When uh, you're trying to, when you're running a company uh, with a lot of people, it's very easy to fall into that uh, track when when you want to um, standardize everything and you want to plan everything and you want to like run your entire company using spreadsheets or whatever. Um, and when you want to run your company like a production company. That's that's a different thing because digital agencies and software development, website development, marketing, this is all creative business. This is not we plan it once and we execute it uh, to twenty uh, hundred times or whatever. It's not like a produ- uh, like a car production when we build a car, like we build a prototype and then we we plan the final product and then we just like. A new order comes in, and we just ship it. This is different. This is when you, um, this is all personal. It's all creative, and all order is different. It's not just someone that ah, oh, I want a car, and and you say um, what color? Oh yeah, blue. Okay, blue is fine. X amount of dollars done. Uh, that's the production business. Uh, vid. Uh, creative agencies and creative business and marketing and software development it's not and those methods and those way of thinking is just not working with with this industry and if you ignore this fact uh, you can get into big trouble with your clients and and with your with your team yeah <laughs> and and this uh, i guess this is what what i just tried to outline previously that uh, they do this or to my experience i will like phrase it this way so you you won't come back that, oh are all agencies like this because you worked for a different type of agency i suppose or it was in a different country or probably even a different continent which counts by the way As uh, most most of the agencies I have seen were in in Europe or in the UK when it was still part of Europe, that that was back then. <laughs> um, so technically, it was all all it all these experiences come from Europe. 
Um, and yours comes from Australia, if if I remember and not right. Not just from Australia. I was, uh, yeah, I I had a few chats with um, people who running their own agencies or people who working for agencies in Europe, even in in the UK, by the way, mm-hmm. who thinks differently. So I think it's not um, based on country. Uh, you can either find uh, agencies who work totally differently in Hungary. Uh, maybe it's it's just the big agencies. So maybe the big ones, like the really big ones, like with 100 plus people, maybe that's true for them. Yeah, these, these were all, all 100 plus. It's very hard to run a company with 100 plus people if you don't have schemes and... Um, and uh, methods and boxes and uh, price list, whatever. Hmm. And back to back to what I mentioned. If if there is a there is a, a a thing between freelancing and and agencies, uh, I think there is. Um, it's whatever you call it. Can be a virtual agency. So uh, what I'm trying to build right now, and this is not an advert, of, uh, we don't even have a name. Um, <laughs> but what we're trying to build with some some of uh, some of my freelancer friends is uh, an agency that has a name, a brand, a website, and a portfolio. But it's not actually one company; it's just a group of freelancers, and actually anyone can join. Like if you're a freelancer and you want to join this, you you can, um, and and we like we can market ourselves as an agency, like a digital agency, but we work uh, as freelancers. And uh, what I also want to implement within this scheme is that uh, a like a professional or an architect or someone and that that would be me for the first, uh, talk to the client first. So actually there's no salesperson and there's, there's not, not the project manager or someone who talks to the client. Like, a freelance, like in the freelancer world, because in the freelancer world, experts talk to the clients. Here, experts talk to the clients as well, but then they uh, work together as a team like in an, in an agency, as well as they have their shared portfolio and their shared corporate identity, so they can market themselves better than just like someone who's out there on LinkedIn and they have their own websites or whatever. Um, so that's how, that's my vision of how to, um, you know, mix the positives of both worlds and build an agency or build build a like a creative studio or, or whatever you call that is actually really creative and keeps create keeps being creative as well as scalable. Yeah, that's that's a really great idea. I think in some subsequent episode we should touch on this again and see see how that built up later on so we we will just share the experience as it goes with the listeners think that that would be yeah. that would be a good idea and i think unless you have anything to add 
that's it for this one, guys. Thank you ever so much for listening. And if you have anything which you think we forgot about this, or if you agree or disagree with this being the middle ground between agency life and freelance <laughs> life, please share. Um, yeah, as I always, want a lot of people to disagree. I want a lot of disagreement in the comments, please. <laughs> yeah, in, in the comments or just reach out to us on pinmyapi.com. There's a contact form. It, it will reach us instantaneously and we're happy to chat. So thank you yeah. ever so much. See you next time. And catch you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the Pimp My API podcast. You can reach us on our website, pimpmyapi.com. You can send us an email to hello at pimpmyapi.com or leave a comment on our Facebook page. 